But I bet William Cagney didn't have a career because a either drugs, drinks, or he's a he's got a he's got a, a dunce face. Um, he's a butterface, butterface Cagney. Men can be butterfaces. They're like those guys are really progressive. They like ugly men. Jerk practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Well, welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast, I'm Hans. I'm Case, how are you, sir? I'm good, I was just saying, as everyone just heard, I was kind of stretching to see if I had something to talk about. I've been stuck home because one-sixteenth of an inch of ice shut down <laughs> Charleston oh! for two days. You guys... You guys are locked down. It's the the Russians are coming. The Russians are coming. I don't know if. Well, I got locked down because I have to cross a bridge. So okay, literally, I didn't. I didn't go to work Friday or Saturday, and I was like, I ice is scary down here. It's crazy. I mean, I'm not minimizing because we just don't have trucks with salt sure. or anything. But it's weird being from where we're from, and I'm looking outside, and I'm talking to my bro, and I'm like. You know, I don't think I can come it. in, but like the sun is yeah. out and ice is melting <laughs> off the house. But we live right next to 526, the highway, and it was uh, just sirens nonstop. You know what I mean? Shit. It was just like people, yeah. you just oh, don't yeah. know. So they're just screeching all over black ice and everything, which is terrifying. My, of course. Yeah. Um, no, but that, it's so funny that you say that because that's been the last two days in Ohio. Yeah. Is Ash and I have been making the joke to ourselves. She will just look out the window and go, guys, it's snowing. And I go, oh, wow, snow. So we're doing the dumb dad, dumb mom thing of like, look at all that snow. Here it go. You know, like, got to shovel the walk, got to salt oh, yeah. the walk. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we are doing that, like, we, we're trying to catch ourselves in saying that, like, well, that's a... Got two inches last night, guys. Come oh, on. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's. You know, the windshield to... makes it. I'm a big <laughs> windshield guy. I don't think I'll ever grow <laughs> out of it. <laughs> that's what we've been doing. It's like, oof, but that's. Look at, look at. It's going sideways. It's coming in sideways. Oh, oh that's yeah. a soft, soft powder. Or, I even caught myself saying, like, oh, man, if we were skiing. <laughs> when have you been skiing? <laughs> skiing one time in my life i uh i'm like oh this is the the snow for skis i'm telling you yeah cross-country skis i ever tell you the story about how in middle school i used to steal steal milks like you get in line and i had my like government issued like hot lunch card you know well Um, and it was a punch it's a hard punch it's a hard punch and you did you have the punch card where they cut it like you punch it and it cuts it off well so my card then you have a stub by the end of it? My, maybe. I could be mixing up. I think you had different cards in grade school versus middle school. My mom learned to, she had she had access to a laminator when she was a, <laughs> oh, uh, right. a uh, librarian. She was the, the librarian at Grant. At, at Grant, Grant, which was an elementary school where he grew up, um, which then became the most beautiful abandoned Babe. building. If I could, I don't oh, know if it's still I, there. Probably not. It's still it, there. We dr- oh. I drive past it when we're back in Watertown. I was like. I used to haunt those halls. And now they back, knocked down half of the school. 
Mm. It's just the old building and the very dangerous uh, uh, playground. Fire escape? So the best yep. is like, so the fire escape was totally accessible and it was just stairs to the roof, metal stairs. Like you'd picture a fire escape yeah. in New York. Sure. Right? Weird. Even more dangerous than New York's Way more for some dangerous. Because you could, you didn't have to like pull the thing, the ladder down to get up to it. You just took a step to it. And then I don't know if you recall, but the playground was like dug out into a hole so you like walked yeah. down into the playground from this like steep hill and it was directly it's... no barrier no delineation from a parking lot no fence pick your favorite movie about prison <laughs> yes. and that's what the yes. the playground looked yes. like because i was a uh, a third grader that went there w- would walk i would walk with my brother to school yep. from our house that we rented and go there and i have very vivid memories of just like uh okay this this is how life works because you're just fucking rowdy kids like rowdy fucking watertown kids and not a a single sprig of green grass in sight (laughs) it's just asphalt it's an asphalt jungle well that's it's just that's because kids all the fighting each other. <laughs> you're right. That's because all the kids, are, you know, the asphalt, they all have holes in their pockets and they're kicking out dirt. <laughs> right. <laughs> Andy Dufresne. They're a bunch of Dufresne. It really <laughs> does. All I can picture is Shawshank Redemption. Tunnel and to it's each not other's house far. to play fucking Nintendo. It's not far off. Um, Grant, why are we on that? Oh, if I could oh go God. back. Yeah. If I had to go back to Watertown, that would be such a fun building to just live in and that's me and my hobo mindset because it became like a hobo school though well i like, think it, that's where it, it became was like an unaccredited school <laughs> casey if and you... then it became like a church school and then they knocked half of it down and they're like uh this is where charles manson is <laughs> <laughs> no 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 so we've talked about it here in middle school if you were a delinquent they sent you to something called the star room and if you, oh, were, which is just it's in yeah. school detention, and if you were Star cutting it room. up and <laughs> full of dirty kids, their parents are alcoholics, but some of them just gamble. It's the star <laughs> addicted to the scratch offs. Also got a problem with a little glue on the fingers. Um, if you're listening, Hulu, we got you. Star got Star Room. room. How the, good of a sitcom kids. or like, you know, those movies it's that were hot in the late 80s? Uncomfortable. No, late 80s. You got Lean on Me. You got 187. Mm-hmm. You got Dangerous yep. Minds. Star Room, but it's a Midwest. Star Room. You know? Yeah. It's just, so if you do it Midwest. So you got, I, we got basically like, let's just use your mom. She's the teacher. In the Star Room? Like, let's use your mom. Perfect. You don't like, want to. Come on. <laughs> I got a front row seat to Karen what teachers. Frywald. Karen Frywald is the kindest, most generous, loving person, and she was oh, a she's great the teacher best in the fucking world. But I got a front row seat. Guess what those teachers do when they get home? They vent. And guess what? She didn't <laughs> so like some of those kids. She didn't like some of those kids. And she'd fucking she walked through the saloon doors at our house, and she fucking let you know it. Kicked him open. I was like, uh, I will say. Which is funny because it's a Grant story. It was your mom and it was one of my life enemies, like the heel of my life. Hold on one second. Did you go to Grant? 
I did, yeah. Oh, for I, two years. I didn't know that. Ooh, you did time. Yes. I did time with your mom, and no, your mom she was wasn't the your librarian. Fucking, she was. Yes, no, she totally was. How are we just finding I knew, this out? I did you have the pen? Bef- did you have the pen? Are you the pen kid? <laughs> I wish I was the pen kid. <laughs> what if we discovered? Oh, that? Marty Van Heel don't allow no sexy pens in that house. Go back and listen. He to keep, four episodes He keeps ago. them in the in the glove box of oh. the truck. Okay, sorry. I uh, cut you. No, I, I no knew idea. your mom before I I met you. That's crazy. And it's like it's in now it's crystallized in my brain because I and it's a classic. This is perfect Star Room story. Mm-hmm. Uh, some kid was busting my chops because my fucking fly was down. Tell me his name, and obviously I'll beep it. Do you know? Uh, it was uh, Brad. Ice thought man. of that name in so long. What a <laughs> piece of shit. It. Probably a good man now. Every kid's got yeah, their issues. Probably. Fine. Yeah. Whatever. That's fine. Uh, I took a shit at his house, and his uh, his grandmother also shamed me because I had to take a dump. Oh God! His family <laughs> shamed me for eternity. Like this is like Hatfields and McCoy shit. Wow, that's let's uh, fuck this but kid. But he as was kid. doing a bit, like cutting a promo on me, and my fly was down because I'm a I'm classic derf. Yeah, sure. And just just laying it on like, oh, your fly's down. Look at you. Eh, underwear. Hey, how's it going? And your fucking mom was a fucking saint because she like took me aside and was like, don't let him. Don't let him bring you down. Just zip your fly up. <laughs> like, it was just, you still hadn't zipped your fly up. <laughs> I waited because, you know, I like a good. You were, I know but where it was you were. Like, you were caught in your tracks because you were like, fucking, yeah. I don't know what, I'm in the middle of like a, of a tractor beam of beratement. Like, I can't even like move. I'm frozen. Oh, that's yeah, horrible. I was like, can I just get my Wolfman book? Put my ruler in between the books so I know where they're kept. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, the paint, the paint stick. Paint the stick. Paint stir. Yep. Oh, man. No, your mom's a saint. Because I I vividly remember that moment of like, it was the most amount of shame and embarrassment I could feel. I know it. And your mom was just like, I'm the fucking librarian. Shut your yap. (laughs) Good for her. This guy's flies down. (laughs) I totally, I had fucking, in this moment, we're talking about Grant, and it was like, yeah, your mom. Yeah. I don't know how we've never had that conversation until this second in 2022. I, I'll have to ask her about it. Yeah, she she was always always looked out for the little guy. Even she even I got my stones, if you will, Chris Clark style, busted all the time, like <laughs> just berated horribly. But I remember one time I was walking out the door. I was probably only in like fourth or fifth grade. I was walking out the door to walk to school. I only lived a few blocks from school. And there was a girl walking by who would, like, get picked on, like, the lower totem pole. So, mm-hmm. so there's I just always did, a bottom. So I didn't want to be – I just didn't want to be associated because I was a piece of shit. Not, like, go out and, like, uh, berate, but just, like, oh, I can't, I can't be seen. So I went out, and then I walked right back in, and my mom was like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, she's out there. I can't walk to school with her. She's like, just – dressed me down to, to the point where i still remember yeah. it and she's right yeah, yeah, she's yeah. like what are you doing like just those are the people kid. that you defend not run away you know what i mean like she's she could have just been like don't be an idiot you know but she was like 
you're being a piece of shit right now. Uh, and it was me dressed as a girl. Yeah, that's that's old fly zip. <laughs> I gotta get Pe- I gotta get time. Peterson on the phone. <laughs> there was a kid oh, named man. Chris Offer. Uh, who I put in the same category, <laughs> oh same category, obviously names classic of Cobra Kai villain. These are classic villains. These are Kai and I'm for sorry. Sure. I'm sorry if you're listening. They're not because they're villains. Yes. They're going to put a pie in my face. Right. But yeah. Oh, just the the what you dream about. It's a middle school movie and they're you're they're just the like, I'm I'm the best. Yeah, these are moments like where you look back now. You get a wedgie from this guy. Oh, he was awful. Like not even a wedgie. Like he was the kid who was like didn't even have a joke for you. He'd just punch you in the like face. He'd just hit you because he didn't even know what to say. And he punch you in the face was and then horrified. He was ug- he was an ugly man. <laughs> like I'm sorry. Like he yes, was pigeon toed and I'm, I'm not trying to shame anybody, but I'm not saying like he was like a chiseled jock, like, look at these losers. He was a ghoul. But yeah, like, so, all right, so <laughs> in retrospect, got, like, he's got an attractive see, single mom. Right. I, in retrospect, can I see where some of his stuff was coming from? He probably had a lot of self hatred. But here's re- where I want to go from it <laughs> is the moments you can look back, and it's the small things that remind you that your oh, you parents are a hero. Speaking of Duh. hero parents. Hi. Duh. You want to say hi to Hans? Say hi, Uncle Hans. Hi. Hi. Uh, hi, Ash. She wants the... Ooh, nothing beats a midday Hansi bath. says hi. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's fine. We're talking about Chris. We're going to take it to take it to task. Take you to task. You, um, you shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, let me... Oh, there are... Moments looking back mm-hmm. that yeah. remind you, just uh, level out your parents. One that they're they're us yeah. now. You look back and they're like, oh, of they're course. people yeah, yeah. trying to navigate the world and having a family. But then there's moments like these that not only humanize them, that make them heroes. My mom stepping yeah. up for somebody who's picked Fly on, down? even oh. picked for you, but then even for me, like dressing down her own son. And, yeah. st- and, you know, taking the side of this other person, which mm-hmm. she should rightfully do. Like, that could be, you know, parents take their shitty. You see it all the time now. Like, oh, take their, yeah, let no. their kids be so shitty. Um, and then my dad, Chris style, this, <laughs> this is the kind of villain Cobra Kai was. He was chasing after my dog, who was a small wiener dog, on his bike. Yeah. Like... Jalen Rose, I believe, right? Yeah. There's there's, there's issues with... Yes, my favorite <laughs> basketball player and still one of my favorite people on earth. So Fantastic commentator. So name my, well, my like. best friend, my dog, after him. Um, so he, this is the type of like like Christmas story ghoul. He's literally chasing my dog on his bike, trying to run over my dog. And my dad came out <laughs> and was just like, your dog, yeah. what the fuck are you doing like just bro like don't mess with this dog and he's like what the fuck are you doing and like startled him because it's a big man like using yeah. big language and he fucking Leland, just very skidded tall. on his bike like just fucking skidded to the <laughs> side and just fell and my dad without skipping a beat 
just laughed his ass off and like just laughed his ass off and said, that's what you get and just cracked up as he like <laughs> ran away pushing his bike and you're just like you look back and you go like i don't know i guess a more responsible one would be like hey are you all right let's talk about why you're being but you know what no a, re- a hero i'm putting laughs. myself i'm doing leland and i'm like good mm-hmm. good do you have a concussion? You're fine. Yeah. Good. Get the fuck away from my that kid. Was fucking born with dog. a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> it's the guy who would make up video games. Be like, yeah. So I was at my cousin's house. Oh yeah. And I played Ghostbusters three. You're like, you're a liar. You're a fucking liar, sir. Yeah, but for me, no, it but- would be like. I wouldn't know he's a liar until I made myself look like an asshole asking people about it for two days. <laughs> and then I'd say, you're a liar, you and he punched me in the fucking chest as hard as he could. He knocked the wind out of me. Or he's even <laughs> not even cool enough to punch somebody. He'd just fucking yank on my ankles when I'm on the monkey bars. So I fall backwards and get the wind knocked out of me. Fuck, he's the kid that throws a rock. He's the kid that puts a rock in a snowball. He's that kid. Yes. That yes. ends all the fun because some kid gets fucking brained uh, with a stone. The, someone else got, there's blood now. Yeah. There's blood was, now. Gotta go home. And it's the blood mixed Thanks, with the snow, dude. so it's just dripping down. And he's the kid who's like, don't, you're fine, don't tell. Tell your brother to not be such a loser. In a Larry like, Clark movie, he's the kid brother. that drowns that kid in the fucking pond. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> to let the catfish eat him instead of getting caught throwing a rock. He's a piece of shit. Shouldn't bleep it. Oh, man. Bleep it. That fucking... No, don't. Who cares? <laughs> He's a senator now. It's fine. <laughs> he works for Biden. Joe Biden. He's trying to get... Trying to stop him from the Russians invading, you know? So... That kid's a, a senator of fucking... Uh, bad times. That's good. Oh, we didn't get back to how good a Star Room in school detention movie would be. Oh, amazing! Yeah, turn it around. Hundred percent. You could you hit it. You hit it right. You're like, you got the soft alky alcoholic. You scratch off like it's there. It's there. Well, no, that's the parents. I only know one kid. No, no, from that's fourth what I'm grade. Saying, like who, when they asked you, "What do you want to be when you grew up?" He said, "I want to gamble." Which is issues, <laughs> and it's fun. Gambling's fun. That he had he had it way more right. He's probably achieved his dreams. I didn't become a doctor or whatever the fuck I wanted to be a veterinarian. I'm gambling next to him, but he died in but 1998. That's the thing, like, you could pivot and be a, a really great DM. Gamble, roll them dice. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. There you in go. charge of a story. There you go. I I I'm with you. Star room. That's the. That's the Netflix. I'm gonna angle. I'm gonna bleep this kid's name. I just remembered it. Who wanted to gamble? Because it is the best <laughs> fucking name. It's like how in Seinfeld they had Kramer renamed because there's a real Kramer who was actually yeah. Larry David's um, neighbor like, who they based yeah. it on. But instead of using his real name, they had him in the script as Kessler. But Jerry Seinfeld is like, oh, we right, can't do Kessler. it. Kramer is yeah. too perfect. This name is too perfect. If we made a Star Room movie, we just have to use it. And his name? No, his name. Oh, you! Oh my God, Chris! I know Chris. I know the tall tales of Chris. Yeah, Chris. That kid had a a cross earring in third grade. 
<laughs> it was cool. You <laughs> look like he's a white Wesley Snipes. Fucking a, yeah, he is. That's a high he- and tight, cross earring. He was he, Judgment Night. That was him. He I, he was living it. I shouldn't bleep his name because I knew his family life, and just the fact that that kid stood on two feet for as long as he did. He's a fucking. Uh, it's he's a senator. Yeah. He's senator uh, of it's, making it. It it's that episodes of those shows where it's like that little kid gets up. And he bakes himself fucking breakfast. Oh, yeah. Fills fills the tank with po- fucking pocket change. Oh, yeah. And then drives to school, and you're like, you're only 10. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, gas prices. <laughs> right. He's the kid who's like, you know, the Jesus. windshield? You're like, oh, beautiful, man. <laughs> you got to lift, the, you gotta lift the, the blades, otherwise it'll freeze to the... You know, he's like, every once in a while, you got to fill the tank with premium. Just clears uh, out the go- carbons. Go go leopards! <laughs> Here we are. Oh, that poor. Were you guys like Ninja Turtles? Oh my god! Oh well, and then I was getting into Star Room. If you act up in Star Room, that's when you went to Grant. Grant became the fucking box. It like after it got box. torn down. When you said a, a, a experimental school, it was just like I was looking at uh apartments yesterday and i made the mistake of craigslist you used to be able to look at apartments on craigslist and mm-hmm. it was actual postings but zillow put them out of business so an apartment i was looking at it just said brown room available four hundred dollars <laughs> throg's neck and i was like what does brown's new room mean it was a brown room it was a, a room just, with a bed and brown it. walls <laughs> I was like, holy like a fucking shit. UPS box. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Nice and brown. Live in a box. So that was No, I said box, brown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did I did I not say brown? It's that that's the extra that's an extra fifty. It could be white. I'm painting a brown for you <laughs> to make you lose your mind. Two white dots where you can stare into your own eyes. Oh, can I put a uh, recommend. I don't know why Brown Room made me think of this or Two Dots. Maybe it was because it was like a type of torture. I'm gonna put a um uh 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 recommendation. Batman '66. Obviously, recommend that show. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's yeah. available to watch for free from the fucking first season one, episode one, to the last episode of the last season on Tubi. You just got to put up no like shit. one commercial an episode. I watched the first episode of that shit. That show holds Is that the Riddler one? Up. Yes. Where the fucking there's a body in the trunk? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> fucking yes. Oh my god, it is like so good. That's the one where Robin is magically watching Batman dance with these chicks at a nightclub and it is so disturbing. So like they pull up to a nightclub and the bouncer's like, mm. "You can go in, Batman." But uh your boy Wonder is not old enough. And he's like, that's the law, Robin. You stay here and watch it from the bat scope. And Robin turns on the bat scope, which just follows anywhere Batman goes. And Batman starts dancing Obviously. with, like, you know, these sexy go-go chicks. Sure, go-go, go-go doing it. And he is indistinguishable from one of those horrible adult-rated videos where a guy watches, like, a cuck. 
and he like oh, is into it and yes. he's like biting his lip and like licking his lips. Robin mm. is going, mm. he's like dancing himself with it, like from butt cheek to butt cheek. And I was just like, this guy, this kid is oh, unacceptable. Earned, earned his keep. And the best is Burt Ward gets taken by the Riddler and gets sent and they put a plaster on him to get his face as a mask. And he puts it on his like henchwoman, his like partner in crime, and she instantly yes. puts it on and just becomes Robin. So Burt Ward is playing her as a woman. He is fucking Emmy award worthy playing like this sassy chick. He's but no, he's not. He's like if the jerk practice has to play a woman, mm-hmm. yeah, he's overdoing yeah. it. And I was like, there's something about this this guy that's just. I'm, I'm having feelings. He's Bert. <laughs> right. <laughs> He, uh, and then you hear stories about him. Did you hear the story about how Burt Ward, he was always on like the razor's edge of getting fired from that show? Cause they were basically like, we got West. We don't need you. You do what we say. And they were like, you need to take these dick shrinking pills, which was, you hear about oh this? Oh my God. Which right. was yeah. un- yes. Yes. medically uh, accredited. They were like, cause we can see maybe he had a big old. But they were like, we can see it in your tights. You, you either take these pills or you're out. And then they also made Zip him. Zip that fly, Robin. <laughs> Zip yeah. that fly. And Peterson him. So, and then they also like, were like, all right, we need the stunt team in. And they would just bring a stunt double in for Adam West. And they were like, no, no, no. <laughs> you stay put. And they just crashed these cars into the fucking wall. I guess wall. If, it, like, if it's that, like, just wear a diaper. You know what I mean? Like. Just put a towel in front. Well, that was the thing. I guess maybe he was just rocking and rolling or something. I think he probably was out doing old a a dubs. Adam yeah. West, because w- w- isn't that the stories of like oh, him and Gorshin would go yeah. to like sex parties in character, and everybody's like, "You're really fucking ruining the the vibe by being the Riddler and Batman." <laughs> Well, then there's At also a sex party. Sex parties are uncomfortable to begin with. I everything about it. It's Bob Crane style. You said it last week when when you're like it, too much Bob Crane because Adam West or Burt Ward put in their biography. They're like, after cut, we'd often go get dual blowjobs in his dressing room. It's like, you know what? You're bringing down nope. the whole set. You're too horny. You're too creepy. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm good. I'm and good. Then, and then wasn't Cesar Romero throwing oranges in people's butt cheeks? <laughs> right? <laughs> he was throwing orange slices at people's buttholes. That set is just chilling. <laughs> Like juicing an orange on someone's bare butt cheeks. That is you. Gotta, I'm Caesar uh, Romero. I'm the Joker. That is the most Joker thing we have <laughs> since we have known each other. <sighs> Caesar Romero is by far the most captivating and Absolutely. horrific Joker of all time. And what does it for? And him? even if, and even if Caesar Romero was just like. No, I I juice juices on your like that's insane. I'm Ter- Heath Ledger, rest in peace, rest in power. You're fucking brilliant. It's fucking Caesar, that fucking mustache, the fact the paint that you over the mustache. I don't. I will not shave my mustache. And the argument he must have had with like the set with the ad, the assistant director, like I don't fucking shave my mustache. Now get me a child. 
and, and a Mandarin. It's just like, <laughs> holy fuck. Meanwhile, you got these Bob Cranes over there. Everybody's like, high inappropriate LSD. things. Everybody's yeah. just dosed. It's just a CIA so good, fucking mind fuck of a show. They're like, we're making TV, I guess. I don't know. And you know they're doing all the they're taking advantage of like this free love, free drug, experimental lifestyle, but it's like doesn't quite fit because the show still seems like so goofy and conservative. But meanwhile, yeah. like guys are fucking taking bong rips out of their M sixteens in Vietnam. And you know, like <laughs> after they go do these horrible things on set, you know, they do a sound bite where they're like, I agree with John Wayne. These guys are treason. Treason, re- it's the reason for treason. And then they go back and they, it's just like the reason for treason. Reason for treason. Adam, I think, I think you're still high. Uh, yeah. And it was, just, a, it was a deep rip. Yeah. And it's just so, it's such a beautiful family show, but more like it just delves in still like the wonderment of a child's imagination. It's vivid and these villains yeah. are horrifying but they're goofy which makes it all the different level and then to know that these guys are true jokers behind the scenes shotguns like you hear frank gore like frank gorshin is also the best easily the he's one of the all-time jim carrey owes that man he should rebuy him a fucking tombstone because that's how much jim carrey fucking took from gorshin and all i knew him was as the riddler he he's like andy kaufman in a suit with slicked back hair if you go back and listen to his like stand up and his roast and his characters he's a fucking lunatic he's living excuse me he's living his character or you can't distinguish the two he's sure he is actually the joker the he should have been the joker oh he could have been the joke yeah oh yeah like in if you could do like think about like Dark Knight Returns, that sort of like David Bowie esque right. weird media Joker, like that's fucking Frank Gorshin, and you that mean, was in you the mean fucking Riddler, 50s. right? Or do you mean Caesar Romero? No, 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 no I, I'm saying like Frank Gorshin should have been. Oh, the right, fucking right, right. Joker. Yes, because oh, he laugh? had the fucking the the breath the the weight he could fucking act the shit out of it and he knew it before media was a thing he also can still give you goosebumps when he enters a scene because it's just he's just such an unnatural being like there was a scene yeah. where this like secondary gang in this first episode they live in the subway and they're called like the subway gang or something and they live in an abandoned subway and he's not part yeah, of the gang not? and he just does like a back roll spin onto the stairwell and they go hey who are you and i'm just like who like to turn around and just see him in that fucking lavender uh face a, um, fucking domino mask oh man he's great <laughs> <laughs> like oh, yeah oh he's got one of the he yeah he does embody the fucking unnaturalness of what it would be to if we lived in a world where there was a fucking actual Riddler. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he would look exactly the same. Lavender, light green bodysuit. It's all pastels. He'd, he'd kiss you on the mouth and he'd be like, wait, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. I'm a, 
I'm a tough gang. We're in a tough gang. And he's like, I'd like kisses. Ooh, ooh, the mystery. I'm the rid like he embodies the fucking nonsense, the insanity of like if you met this guy on the street, he'd stick a penknife in your neck. Oh he's the guy that has like the riddle like written on his tongue. You're just like, oh Frank. Or he's do it. No, he's he's creepier than that. Yes, he'd give you a soft kiss on the lips, but like he'd also still like give you your riddle from like a parachute gun. And you're just like, I don't like that. But then he'll pop two in the back. If it's a real, he'll pop two in the back of yeah. somebody's head. Yeah. We had a bath. Oh, yeah. We had a Riddler bath. Oh, well, one of the all-time great, great, great. That's not this episode. I, it's later in the season. But one of the all-time great Riddler episodes, his fucking headquarters is in a medieval museum of torture devices. Well, that's how crazy he was. Frank Gorshin was so good as the Riddler. They had to fucking replace him with fucking Gomez Adams. Mm-hmm. This was Gorshin, but yeah, they replaced that. No, was, I know. And hey, there's nothing wrong with that also dude, creepy, but he's not my though, Riddler. If, yes. If you do the lateral move of like, oh, cool, I think it's the Riddler. I think he changed his face. False it's face. It's a riddle. It was false do face. Do you know me? Oh, yeah, false face. Because he couldn't do Two-Face. Is that why? Yeah. That's why they did false face. False face is creepier than two face on a visual. I totally because it's that fucking fake patina that like flesh mask. You you run into that guy? Stop it. Yeah. Hey, have you the, seen- Times Square nineteen seventies? No way. Hey, speaking of Times Square nineteen seventies, in the last two weeks, I've read about two people getting pushed in front of subway cars and one person getting pushed in front of a bus. All unrelated to yep. who did it. Just a random push. God. I like pushing. Too many pushes. We were, we were unfortunately ahead of the curve in that creepy aspect of talking about it. What, the creepy man? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's back like, oh, yeah. Uh, well, speaking of creepy ahead of the fucking curve, after last week... Uh, we were talking about the obviously the movie night stuff. Oh yeah. Um. Then I I read it was the next morning. It was a like a Daily Mail article, just about half. Oh, Hugh half. Mm. Dirtbag city, man. Okay. Yes. Just I mean, laid bare. Right? It just it doesn't it goes without saying, but it was just like the same stuff they would have and i was like oh i under like layer heroes to bear but it was like belushi they would do this thing called pig night where they would like hire like Pigs? ugly prostitutes oh and then boy. there was one ugly prostitute called the bleeder Go and on. her bit was she would <laughs> it's like a it's like a like we were talking about earlier, like it's like a story you would hear on the playground of Grant School. Okay. The bleeder would just take syringes of blood out of the other prostitutes. And while she was doing that, uh, Jim Belushi would get a blowjob. Uh, or John Belushi would get a blowjob. Because uh, he like, so wait, syringes were sexy or some shit. Like, Jim Belushi or John Belushi? 
our, the the big dog, John. Oh, okay. You Jim said Belushi Jim. Just I I did say Jim, and I cried. Yeah. Jim Belushi uh, was sucking a dog's dick. <laughs> but it was just like, it was like, wait, what? And I read it, and it's like a total trash fucking article from the 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 Daily UK. And I was just like, I it doesn't make sense to me. It was like, wait, what? And it was just like she would syringe people around her, and it was like horny for Lorny for old Belush. It's what and I then call. You would get a hand job. It's what I call the Jake the Snake syndrome. All yes. right, Jake the Snake doing doing. I think God rest his soul at this point. Maybe not. No, he's alive. Oh, uh, he's unbelievable. He's, still, he's clean and sober. He does uh, Diamond Dallas Page yoga. Awesome. Oh yeah, I he's saw a yoga that. Man. Maybe no. This was in a pre- previous documentary. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad for him. But at this time, he only would be on the documentary if the documentarian promised oh, to continue providing him with crack cocaine, which he did, which is questionable. Also, <laughs> now, now as an as as a forty year old man, I'm like, uh, you could also interview Jake the Snake without give, plying him with drugs. Like, don't he... enable yeah a man. And he just kept getting sadder and sadder. Because didn't he just jerk off onto the fucking wrestling mats or something? Like, there was that point where it was like, I'm pissing on these mats. Can you get me some crack cocaine? I'm Jake the Snake. Well, yeah, they they showed him go to these, like, small town. Like, he was, you know, he would go to the Watertown High School arena and have a match against, you know, a couple barbacks. Oh man, that's our tag team trademarked right now. The Barbacks. He's getting him with an ice bucket. <laughs> oh no! Give him the ice. Slip, 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 slip. Uh, Spritz him with the Windex. They call it. Yeah, the one guy's ice bucket and the other guy's dishwasher. Um, <laughs> uh, Jake the Snake. Oh, but he's in a hotel room. And getting back to Jake the Snake syn- syndrome trademark, he's just like, I was on top of the world. I was doing it all. Most famous. Women were throwing themselves at me, and then it became two women at a time, and then it became three women, and four women, and five women, and I couldn't be satiated. That's Jake the Snake Syndrome. So John Belushi's just doing all, he's like, I don't know what to do. Just take blood out of them and square, just, I can't. But that's, yeah, the the fucking fuck, five women? That's awful. Come on, dude. You're just like, oh, okay. But that was like the fucking Hugh Hefner thing. It's like all coming down around his fucking head. He's dead, obviously, and the company is not owned by his family anymore. But it's just like he had like the thing I read was he had a and you as a dog owner, as a pet owner and a dog owner. Oh, yeah. His dog got addicted to cocaine because there was so much fucking cocaine. And he had he kept his like stash of cocaine. In a toilet, like an ornate like, toilet cover? <laughs> of course, yeah. And that's what I thought. I was like, at that point, you... It's that the the moment the of the most scummiest and the most richest point. You're like, I don't want fucking John Belushi tooting up my fucking coke. So I'm going to hide it by the toilet. Right. And John Belushi will never think to look for toilet paper... Because he's going to shit wherever he wants. Like, you get that sort of, like, 
So you literally have a mountain of cocaine, like, stored in a toilet paper holder, like, the, uh, from, you know, like, Napoleon's toilet paper holder, basically. Right. That's and the, you're just like, yeah. well, they'll never, James Conn will never find my fucking coke if it's in the fucking foyer bathroom. I love the shift, right? Because it used to be, you yeah. know, James Con- James Conn's the only man who was ever allowed to live at the Playboy Mansion, and now it's, oh, James Conn lived truffle at the Playboy my Mansion. Oh God, you ever seen that picture? He's got a the medallion stage, the size the of a fucking dinner plate, just <laughs> fucking shirt open to his belly button. This giant Japanese quote unquote medallion. Crawl back down through the goddamn mine shaft to your right. fucking palatial estate. You're not you're not staying here. Cause it's you, like wasn't it like Hugh Hefner had like don't steal my cookies. Oh, he had his own I got ice fucking, uh, or oatmeal dandies. Like fucking uh yeah, there was oatmeal raisins. With his initials. My mom's on them. recipe. All his food Disgusting. was in Tupperware with his initials. He's an insane person. That's How fine. Would- but do you shift back to having roommates? Like you are a, right. a, a you are a grown man with a mountain of money and weird connections. Now you're just like you're back to roommates. Like don't eat my stuff. Right. It's my oatmeal dandies. It's all you power. bevy of beauties. Get away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's like moths a- in your fucking closet. It's just control. Like, again, he can't be satiated, so he's like, I have to have control over everything down to my cookies, because I want, he wants to go off. Any of the smallest thing, he's like, fuck it. Uh, uh, Put my initials on my cookie, some asshole's gonna touch my cookies, and I'll fucking send him to the birdcage to get pecked by my (laughs) toucans. Fuck you, Ryan Reynolds. Eat my cookies. Watch it. Watch what happens. But if I had media empire money... I'd go crazy too, but I just wouldn't hurt people. Instead of Pig Night, yeah. which is just horrendous, I'd have I'd hire Mick Foley to have blood matches, bleeding matches again, have a wrestling ring, he's, he's... bring Jake the Snake in to teach yoga in the morning. Uh, I'd go still put my initial on. on my oatmeal dandies, but because they're full of cocaine, you are you are the man. Like mud wrestle, we got a pit. Oh, look at this! Oh, whipped cream. I would be like a fucking. Mafia Don, there would be no <laughs> cocaine allowed in my on my compound because cocaine leads to that fucking scene in Boogie Nights where you have a small Vietnamese boy in a speedo lighting individual fucking firecrackers <laughs> as you're pumping up the music in this silky robe. Like that's the kind of nights like you can Everybody um, um, uh, I idealize like the Playboy Mansion with like gra- ugh, grotto nights and the sexy grotto. women and celebrities. Guess what happened at five in the ugh. morning? That shit. Way too that often. Guy. I can my my brow is sweating thinking about it right now. I know. Just the, uh, this guy's making breakfast sandwiches. I guess very loudly, just banging pots. And I'm and just banging to, around, you uh, know. Oh God. Oh, I had a question for you. Speaking of, I guess we kind of talked wrestling. Grottos. At what age am I allowed to start showing Ruby wrestling? Just three and a half. Well, a little more than three and a um, half. Do it now. She's really into wrestling. It's, and I've been g- given the kibosh. It's, 
I think it you can you can do now. Do it now. I want to show old matches, you know. But I but sure, I, st- I started with an Ultimate Warrior. I got to put this. I got to send this to you. It's his most famous promo because he's about to fight Hulk Hogan at mm-hmm. SummerSlam, and it's like a three minute promo. Yeah. It's fucking a brilliant piece of art, but it's terrifying. I so I made a mistake. It starts on his I fucking think I... muscly back, and you just hear this guttural. Oh, yes. Oh. Yes, I know. Oh. I know exactly and what as he turns, about. he goes, listen, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> the way he says Hulk Hogan, <laughs> again, goosebumps. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. At SummerSlam. I was just like, what the fuck is this? So I did make the mistake of starting that. And she was like, nope. No warrior yet, man. Oh, he looks good. Uh, God, no, I say it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's it's because it's a morality. Like you, you set the table with good guy, bad guy. Piper's always a bad guy. Hogan Not and always. Warrior, always good guy. Not always. But that's where the swerve comes in. Like that's that's your hook because you're like I bought in, Piper bad, Hogan good, and then the swerve is like, wait, I think Piper's good guy. Hogan might be the ba- he's the company man. But you're right. Piper's always. I never trusted Piper. I still don't oh, trust. Oh, he's dead. He's. Wet. I still don't trust him. Come up from the grave. <laughs> Grizzly hand coming up. Oh no! I, I I've listened to enough wrestling podcasts where it's like Rowdy Roddy, good guy, fucking hilarious actor, stiff. That man worked. He worked stiff. Oh yeah. He actually punched you in the face. Oh, uh, huh? I I think I think. But he's like a fucking like I came up through fucking Canada, Boston, Memphis, like Boston. He is the hardest Boston hardest wrestling. Person. That's all you need to he say. Wore, he wore a dress. He, oh, yeah. Like, that was his gimmick. Is like, I'm the toughest guy and I wear a kilt. Oh, it's a kilt? It's a fucking dress. Like, he'll fucking knock your fucking teeth out. I don't think you could have picked a better region than Boston to just show. Because it doesn't fit. But you knew it was it, there. And that like, fucking logo? That hot rod fucking oh. electric logo? <laughs> It's that ringer tee. It's so iconic. It's so good. And he just was like, yeah, I got a t-shirt and a dress. Yeah. The th- so I don't have um, context. Hate me. Hate me. Oh, that's. But he like it was like the end of so that good. region's era because it got assimilated by WWF. That's that's the thing. I don't have context for what it like. So I'm playing the heel. And I'm letting Ruby, like, suplex me mm-hmm. on the bed, you know, and, like, throw. Yeah. And throw me into the ropes. But she doesn't quite. Oh, I did show her Nacho Libre. So that gave her a little more oh, idea yeah, of wrestling. Sure but I can't find a clip that doesn't have something a little too intense. Because her and I do the Hogan. You know, she hits me mm-hmm. and I get more intense. And I get more you intense maybe after hit. And then the go hand goes up and we do the hand. Hogan. Hogan under. Andre. Classic. Yeah, like that go, is a classic. Because shows Andre the end of a man's go... back. <laughs> like Andre can only go so many speeds. That's true. Big that's man. a good one. That's a good one. Sweet. And man. that's a good dad move. That's what I do. Like I, I just play the, the giant. You can you can take the jumps. I'll take the falls. And oh, and I have you wrestling get the cards. I have wrestling cards. Yes, it's all flourish right now, but she's got to know the basics. 
But my wrestling yeah. cards are like early 2000s wrestling cards, so they have throwbacks. Uh-huh. So I'm like, Gold Dust looks cool, but then she'll pull out like, who's this? And it's like Randy Ramiro, and it's just some generic like guy with a yeah. tattoo, and some I'm jobber. like, I can't explain Randy Ramiro. Which is so funny that you say Gold Dust because that was the the uh, fucking uh, Rowdy Roddy match. Like he did an interview and he was just like, "Hey man, so I did. I am the son of Dusty, Dusty Rhodes, super famous, fucking." regional like the dusty roads is the fucking best mm. fucking fat guy great beautiful fucking blonde hair cowboy boots he always just, he like, always looked like um tell me if you got the, he always looked like rodney dangerfield to me yes no it, totally yes 100 percent. like in my child's mind i was like dusty roads and rodney dangerfield exist in the same space because 100%. they're both famous and I like them both. It's a Mandela effect. But his son was like, okay, cool. I'm doing this character called Gold Dust. Mm-hmm. And if you don't show it to Ruby, because it's fucking really speaking of creepy, like uh, Gorshin levels of promo, yes. oh. look up the first Gold Dust promo. It's so good. It's so weird. It's got this like jerk practice like the soundtrack behind it is just this like shimmering and it's just like a, a, a film reel going and he's just like, so here I am and I'm the great, like, it's like weird. It's like super sexual and he just has this like, like he's like, I am androgynous. Oh, so he's ahead of gosh. his time because the gold dust was just like, I'm a big strong man with gold face paint. And, like, would do the, like, I touch your face. Like, I I do this. Like, they totally played the, like, androgynous, possibly gay angle with him. Sure. But that was the the interview. He was like, yeah, so there was a, a WrestleMania, and I was supposed to go against Roddy. And he fucking gave me the hard way. And he's like, shit just punch me in the... Because they didn't actually have a wrestling match. It had to do with, like, cars. Like, it was, like... An off-site, uh, they filmed like in a parking it. Lot. So Gold Dust had this beautiful gold Cadillac, and he's like, "So I drove the Cadillac in. Roddy drove his fucking dumper shit box car in, and he's like, he just punched me in the face. Like he just, he actually hurt me. Ugh. And we had to do it. It was filmed. So he's like, so then I had to like keep my wig on, get in the car." drive away as he's on the hood like it's this fucking insane like just escalation of like and he was like no he's he's roddy roddy piper always and forever i and he's in that great fucking always sunny episodes as himself basically and uh they live right or what was the Mm -hmm. name of that movie they live right or no i'm getting they live yeah I'm here to chew bubblegum, bump, chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of gum. Classic, classic. Oh, I, I have he fights a... Keith da- he fights Keith David for 20 minutes. Fucking Keith David, I don't in an feel alley. ever got his, has gotten his true due. He, or true, did I say true due? True, yeah, do. No. Not, I, I'm looking do. at a Mountain Dew, I'm like, uh, he, he just <laughs> has, Keith David's amazing, he's one of those guys who, yeah, is a jobber, but if you go back and look at his... Um, like IMDb, he's in everything, but not just in everything. Like 
he's got fucking iconic scenes for days. Um, oh, yeah. So like I said, you're right. Wrestling, it, for all the things, and, and it's later, but like if you're able to break it down in context, it's just like this podcast, mm-hmm. you gotta understand the character and the levels and sure. the uh pointing like it's it's all there like it's like you know what we're gonna give you fucking gold dust he's gonna act like this and you're going you're gonna to accept him, it because it's gonna boo him and and why are you gonna accept him being the Examine type of person yourself. you are and it's just yes. like do you see the trick we pulled we opened your mind because it's wrestling but now you support this uh, gender fluid character fluid, like, in 1989. Tw- yes, it was 19 the or early 90s, fucking right? 90s. Like he was so it, like that guy can go like he's fucking still Brooklyn Brawler. Now. Like it's so yeah no. So it's morality. Just watch it. You can take oh. it in. Take it in. Take it in for the art. That that shit is fucking art. Jerk practice style. Toilet on the pie. Soak up the beauty for the insanity. That shit should be in the MoMA. They should be playing um, that fucking gold dust fight in the MoMA on the screen next to the guy eating a banana yes. or whatever the fuck. Tilda Swinton's taking making. a nap on a fucking like a exactly on a, a, a cot. A, a mechanical Hitler sitting on a balloon, you know, like it's it's modern art. I, I will say it's like anytime I work, if wrestling is on, I put it on at least one or two screens in the bar, and it captivates people. It's pure, like they're yeah. just like, wait, what? I I forgot this was a thing. Like that's why it's so cool because you're like, it's such an weird old. It's carnival. It's Greco-Roman. It's, like it's just it's drama. shit. And everybody has a frame of reference. Like, everybody can... Everybody has a favorite wrestler. Whether you watched it or not, you you have a touchstone. Whether it's Hogan... For us, it was Hogan and the Giant right. and all those cool... But, like, there are, like, Roman Reigns. Or the, the fucking Rock. Tatanka. Yeah. John Cena. Duh. <laughs> that dude fucking Tatanka, ruined my world. John Cena, fucking, <laughs> fucking a the year. I can still remember every fight Tatanka had because I was like, this guy doesn't lose, and that was the narrative they started having. Like Tatanka don't lose, and I, I took Tatanka's first <laughs> loss so good. like a yeah. bullet to the fucking soul, fucking, man. Right? It's like John Kerry losing in fucking. <laughs> Yes, it's like we're just like yeah. I'm, I'm hung over. I'm so sad. I remember like Tatanka. For frame of reference, it was a white Italian dude who played. Yeah, who was, yeah. I, I it was would appropriation for sure. Who, or maybe he was Samoan. I don't know. He, um, he was meant to play indigenous, like uh, an, an indigenous person. I believe. Yes, uh, I would assume it was on the the wings of uh, the uh, Dances with Wolves. The uh, movement of... If you're uh, going to take down the, Tatanka, you better take down Daniel Day-Lewis, and you better motherfucking take down Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Have you seen that movie he made? That's called, like, no. uh, like Son of Eagle Foot or something? Ooh. You've never seen a more... Son of Eagle Foot? Um, I can't uh, What they call in Hollywood, Red Face. 
and but it was made in like 1999 he's fucking yeah. got a leather band around his head with a feather oh, sticking up in the back casey when i it's called like legend of blackfoot or something and i'm just like this oh, is wild and oh, i'm saying if you're taking tatanka down you better take the I'm... world's greatest actor down daniel day lewis because he was the last mohican and that he was adopted oh really in the movie, he was adopted. I haven't seen it since Karen made me rent it. I was like, <laughs> I want to watch Caddyshack 2. What, what is a Please. Mohican? So I don't remember that he was adopted. No, I don't know. I haven't read the book. So if you, if I, if, if I were to get on Which the subway, Casey, and I'm it... sitting across from you and I don't know you, and slowly a paperback comes up and I go, this guy reading the last of the fucking Mohicans? <laughs> You're the scariest guy I've seen all day. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, read Mohican, and then you just cut the yeah. title down. Oh, read yeah. Mohicans. He's adopted. Yeah, Mohicans, get away from me! I'm gonna Call push you into the or tracks. <laughs> or I think you pushing me into the tracks. Sorry, go ahead, Tatanka <laughs> movies. Just like, but it, yeah, I don't. We got off track, but that's yeah, last fucking Mohicans. Well. Casey, I found this is what I started with. I found something mm-hmm. to bring because, like I said, I've been stuck home all day, That's right. all of yeah. the last few days. Snowed the most in. interesting thing in. I did was express my one of my dog's anal glands because he got backed up with bacteria. You ever done that? Mm-hmm. It's fucking gross. Haven't got to stick it in and feel for a grape and pull back. <laughs> but I found all these. Casey, when you and I were going to buy DVDs all over Manhattan, when DVDs were big, mm-hmm. I bought a 50 movie pack of, it's like the Comedy Kings classic movies, and it's just, they were tucked away because we're doing some like cleaning out stuff, and they're movies long forgotten from like the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. Amazing. And the what I'll give you is the title, and their fucking premises are beautiful. I'll give you the title. And the uh-huh. star. I think they either give me the leading star or the two leading stars. Yeah. And you try and tell me what it's about. I'll give you the year it was made, too. All right? Try and play with these. It, it could work. It could yeah. not. But it's... So this movie, Casey, was is black and white. It was made uh-huh. in 1932. It's starring cool. Frank... Pre-war. It's pre-war. It's called, uh, starring Frank Fay. And it's called Frank Meet Fay? the Mayor. Meet the Mayor. Oh, my God. Oh... Everything you said is already fucking hilarious. Meet the mayor. I'm Fred Fay. I'm about to meet the mayor. And in 1932, for, for all we knew, no, Fred Fay was on top of the fucking heap. Sure, I don't know course, Fred yeah. Fay. He's the Dave Chappelle of the 30s. Mm-hmm. He's team turf. Okay, so what am I guessing? Well, you, if you think you have an idea of what it's about. So he's got to meet the mayor. Uh, is he running against the mayor? I don't know. I haven't even read this description, Casey. <laughs> I just read a couple different ones. I just pulled this baby off the top. It's a, it's a Frank Faye Frank classic. It's a Frank Faye meets the mayor. All right. I'll, I'll give you this uh, just to... Give me the... Give me the I'll give you the yeah. description because we're starting it out. A small town mayoral race appears to be hinged upon the backing gonna... of a most nondescript resident. The elevator the operator, operator in the local hotel 
This highly coveted endorsement from the simple backwoods gentleman has many locals vying for the man's recommendation and going to some extremes to get it. A simple invention from the elevator operator's friend may change the course of this rural election. That wow. is a back movie when, I want to fucking see. Back when elevators were a fucking destination, son. That's Honey, fucking we're amazing. going to the hotel. Are we staying? No, we're going to ride the elevator. Fucking elevator and talk operator. To Chris. Fucking elevator. So is this a guy on the back of his heels in a board meeting with like Louis B. Mayer? That's like, what do you got? Yeah. I hired you as a writer. I he's brought the you, elevator operator. I brought you over here he's from Queen. Oh, maybe he's doing his real pitch. I feel like it's a guy who's like, he's like, give me a pitch. Your fucking job depends on. It. He's like, all right. I just had a conversation with the elevator operator. Uh, all right, I got it. Elevator operator Ooh, becomes a that's mayor. That's good. Is it possible that it's just the the gimmick? He's like, fuck, uh, just fucking Hans wrote that killer script about electricity. I got to write a script about a goddamn. Oh, uh, right. Casey's got the train. He wrote a great script about a train. Fuck. Elevator. They're big. Oh, yeah, 32. Elevators were kind of hot, right? you had a fucking elevator oh yeah and there were the cool fucking the classic like the good looking fucking elevator with the wrought iron and like it's a piece of machinery is this 1932 am i being futurist Ooh, like classic like face because he's from he survived the war are oh, we going oh, he's we, got a plate face drama he's world war one elevator operator was yes. elevator operator like a response Back then, jobbers were fucking had respect. Like he was a fucking union, union guy still in fucking New York City. I delivered groceries to fucking buildings that still had fucking guys who were like, "No, no, 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 don't touch that button." I'm union, and I was like, "This is insane to me." It's fucking 2007. Don't look at me. I'm union, and it was. It was. He was just like, "No, no, no, you can't." And I was like. I know how elevators work. I've been in hospitals before. I had I've been in hotels. Like I get it. And he's like, no, no, no. We got. I got this. I my was, name's Jerome. I was on the Upper East Side having to work a catering event, and I did walk into a building, and fucking just this guy spotted me from a while away. I was getting on the elevator. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you here for? You can't. Oh, I'm working the. Uh, he's like around the back. Down the stairs, you're taking the fucking crate and rope. Nothing beats the fucking smacking a gum service elevator. Like, you're the service. Uh, nah, not you. Not you. I've gotten that so many fucking times. Yeah, around back. I was like, it's fucking right here. It's like, I'm bringing groceries to the person who pays your fucking paycheck. Nah, nah, nah. And he wasn't going to do it. He didn't want to take the groceries up. That's He's like, no, no, you go around the back. That is where we are. I'm going to burn this building down. We are becoming way. a, oh, I don't want to get a soapbox. We are becoming, it's becoming even more. We're becoming soapbox. a service class to yes. a served class that they don't even want to see us. Like they don't, like it's all becoming no. digitized or it's all becoming technologicalized where the serve class doesn't even want to see you they order on an app and then yeah. there's one guy who tells the other well, there's one servant that tells the other servant where to go to give it to the other servant to leave it on a fucking stoop and get the hell out of here right 
They don't. No, it's weird. But you're right. It's like the COVID thing of like, I can't see you because I don't want to be sick. I don't want to get you sick. I don't want to get sick. Like, please go this way. But you're right. It It's only made it more like classic New York doorman. Nah, you're not allowed in here. This is me. Leave it. And that easy gold dust. Easy. It's becoming more and more too, right? It's like. I'm going to be, I need to find somebody to build this furniture. I'm going to be gone from four to six. Let me have yeah. two guys, fucking Joker, break a pool cue over his knee, fight for the job because everybody <laughs> needs to be jobbers now just to survive. Yeah. And then you better show up when I'm gone and be gone when I show up. And it'll yeah. be, I'll pay you $20 for the hour, but you're also going to pay $10 to get there and $10 to leave. And you're probably going to do it wrong, so I'm going to renege my payment, and you're going to get a bad rating. (laughs) Ugh, fuck that. All right. (laughs) So we got an elevator operator. I love elevator operator classic. I'm I'm putting that in my fucking pocket. I love it. Oh, my God. Because back when America had actual jobs, I could operate an elevator. Oh, my God. These fucking movies, Casey. Here you go. 1939, black and white, 60 minutes, mm-hmm. starring Bobby Breen. It's called Escape Ooh, Bobby Breen, to a, Paradise. A, a hot 60 with Bobby Breen. B-R-E-E-N. Ooh, I, I may have to go deep bench on this because there's that not-so-great Marx Brothers movie where they – it's about all about Florida. Oh, oh Yeah. Okay. It's one of their early ones, and it's just – and what I love – I remember we watched it. We're like, this isn't really that funny, but because we're nerds, we're like, oh, shit, that's right. Back when Florida was a fucking swamp. And right. the whole premise is Groucho is selling timeshares in the fucking 30s to Florida, and people from New York are like, not a fucking chance. We live on Long fucking Island. We're not coming down to Florida. So it's that weird sort of time before the big shift. Because we grew up and it was like, yeah. everyone from New York lives in Florida. That's the time when Disney everyone bought it Boston for a song. Time. Bought like, you know. Right. Yes. 20,000 acres for a s- pennies on the acre. University of Miami fucking was making fucking cocaine and playing football. Oh, yeah. Wow. Got it for nothing. Oh, yeah. Well, that's. Uh, so I don't know. I guess I, I that's my frame of reference is selling paradise. Gotcha. You're oh, selling yeah. All right. fucking swampland. Well, Sim, Simi Saul. What's his name? Bobby Breen. Bobby Breen. Oh, that's a good one. What do you think his real name is? <laughs> that's a loaded question. <laughs> so fun. I didn't realize it until it came off the tip of my tongue. <laughs> Ah, uh, shit. I don't. I, I feel like it has Florida related okay. or possibly like country mouse, city mouse, country mouse. It's not bad. That's not bad. Oh well, am I close? Am I close? It's down south. It's But it's farther <laughs> south. It's down south. An American tourist. He's a grand dragon. <laughs> that farther south. He's a, a dictator. No. Uh, an American tourist <laughs> in South America finds fun and adventure oh, after he shit. teams up with a motorcycle taxi driver. Acting as a personal tour guide, the driver takes the American throughout the city, showing him the sights. 
our tourist not only meets a pretty senorita, but he finds himself mixed Ooh. up in a tea exporting deal. Ooh, tea exports. <laughs> Fucking tea exports. <laughs> wow. In South America. Wow. That's like, did Teddy Roosevelt write that, that is movie? So Was that his first script? good. Wow. Oh, like I, all the details are fucking beautiful. Yeah, it's, and you know, I gotta start popping these in. Like, I'm seeing one star in Harold Lloyd. Well, there you go. Oh my god, there's, let me find. I don't know Saul Breen, but I know me some Harold Lloyd. Ginger Rogers? Uh, here, I'll just give you, I'll give you, oh, let me, let me go just speed around, give you some hot takes. The Groom War Spurs. Starring Ginger Rogers, a movie star Fuck cowboy, you. turns out to have the opposite personality from his on-screen persona. After getting into some trouble in Las Vegas, the movie cowboy is freed through the effort of his female attorney. Marrying each other, the attorney decides to try to change her husband into the <laughs> on-screen hero he portrays. <laughs> Holy shit. I love shit. that that was in the middle. They have to have gotten married, obviously. Oh, God, that is Otherwise, good. where's the tension? Uh, I'm going to get you out of this trouble. You have to marry your lawyer. You that's marry- something weird. <laughs> I mean, that's... That's Richard Nixon shit. That is fucking... Marry me. Beautiful. Leo Gorsi. I'm thinking Leo Dorsey. Who the fuck is Leo Gorsi? Um, Frank Gorshin. Frank Gorsi. I'm, 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 I question this title. Uh, potential. It's called The Lady Says No. It's Ooh, uh, 1952 starring... This is so perfect. Starring Joan Caulfield and David Niven. It's 80 minutes. Ooh, David Niven. It's unrated. (laughs) A woman author writes a best-selling book that bashes men and is surprised when a Life magazine photographer attempts to woo her. This unlikely pair starts out as bitter rivals on the opposite sides, but as time goes on, the woman eventually realizes she's fallen for him. Meanwhile, the photographer tries to win over the woman, not knowing she has feelings for him. That's pretty classic. Spicy title. Holy shit. All right, I got two more for you. I got it. I'm ready. Because one, I just like the name of this uh, city. Or island, I guess. (laughs) This one's later on, so it might be a little more... Uh, I don't know, relatable. Maybe not. This is a 1962 black and white. Stars Robert Lowry. It's called When the Girls Take Over. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Carib- already. Oh yeah, you'll love it in about five words here. <laughs> the Caribbean island of Hondo Rico is in the. <laughs> <laughs> Hondo, you were right. Rico. Uh, oh man. You know your audience. Hondo Rico is in the middle of an attempted <laughs> coup Rico. with a revolutionary leader. Look, this is some Cuba shit. Revolutionary leader looking to take over the government. The le- This is probably some propaganda. The leader of the coup kidnaps the prime minister's daughter in the hopes of forcing him to surrender. Entering to the fray is a bevy of beautiful women driving into the jungle on jeeps loaded up with good food and drink. Hoping to stop the coup before it can be completed. <laughs> Holy, Holy shit. Yes. That is Hugh Hefner loaded the bevies. Sorry. Sorry. Um, Meg just walked in because somebody's digging up our yard. No big deal. They're walking in, they're blocking our driveway. 
driveway. And they're blocking our driveway. I think they're doing power lines or something. Hey, hell yeah. Got a water tower shirt. WTA. This movie's going in the fucking DVD player. Holy. Early 60s. Going to fight Castro, and they're going to fight Castro by sending sexy women into the jungle with food and drink. but bikinis. Did food and drink. 14-year-old Hans write this, who loves history, (laughs) is a horny teenager, and likes treats. Started experimenting with Um, beer. Babes, boobs, beer. Castro. Bevies. Go, Castro. JFK on my side. (laughs) JFK pre-spit, no shine. Go back, listen to the last episode. That is a fucking movie description. Wow. I wish I Holy. got the gig writing these descriptions. Uh, I wish that right. you, you had just said directed by Russ Myers because that's the only way that could get any better. It could be. Honestly, it could be. It's unrated too. All right, Casey, I'm doing. I'm gonna just do a rand. All right, here it is. Here it is. We'll close with this. Right. I don't know what we're getting into. Again, I just like the title. Ooh, and I like the star. Stars Jimmy Durante. It's 1934. Jimmy Durante is the guy. He's like, um, he's got that hearty voice. You must remember this. Uh That's Jimmy Durante. Uh, 1934, black and white, 89 minutes. Anytime you can put a singer in a movie, fantastic. The name of the movie, Casey, you're going to fucking love it, is Palooka. Oh, stop. What? Yep. Yep. Palooka. Oh, shit. And the other movie on this DVD is called The Nut Farm. But we're, we'll get into that some other time. <laughs> Palooka. Skip to The Nut Farm. Fucking <laughs> Nut Farm. Chevy Chase's dad. Uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll read it to you after we cold. Um, Palooka. The story, and it's even better because Palooka, you could think like, mm-hmm. well, Palooka is a reference to like a big oaf, right? Kind of. Like a, right? you, you take the fall. You get it's a, yes, like a yeah. boxing term. Yeah, it's, you're you're the guy who takes the mat. You're gonna, Holy you're gonna fall to the big guy. You're right on, Casey. This story centers on Joe Palooka. So the name is a guy's last name. Yeah. A little on the nose yeah. because the next uh, it continues to say the son of a boxing champion who abandoned his family once achieving fame. Joe was raised by his mother on a farm and far away from the loose lifestyles his father has taken up. Discovered by fight manager Nobby Walsh, played by Ah, Jimmy Durante. Fucking great. Joe is signed to fight the champ as an easy opponent for Al McSwat. These fucking names, Casey. Al McSwat. Played by William Cagney. We often talk about how we have missed our eras. Yeah. I feel like you and I, the late 30s, we're like like mid-30s guys. Oh, oh, I would fucking love to live in the the Depression. We spend spend all day in a soup line. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We spend all day trying to get soup, and then we uh, hoof it up to the Empire State Building to write uh, terrible movies. Right. Because it's... Because we can hide behind the uh, sightseeing, sightseeing binoculars and sleep. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, they're not going to kick us off. The elevator operators are union, so we know when they quit. So we hide because they're not going back up on one last ride to clear off the observation deck. And then they're fucking off the clock. Our, our communist uh, manifestos. Yeah, yeah. We're, right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's where we start to rile people up to join 
uh, the revolutionaries in Cuba. <laughs> um, oh, wow. That name. Wow. Joe beats the champion when McSwat shows up for the fight drunk McSwat. and wins over McSwat's Ooh. girlfriend. What? You win the fight and the girl? Oh, hey, that's man. Joe Palooka. Joe doesn't Paluca, seem to be taking right the there. fall yet. Joe takes up the lifestyle his father once did due to the influence of his new girlfriend oh, uh, and Swat. wins more fights due to setups by Nobby. Oh, and he's fucking, they got the guys taking falls. This sounds great. Joe ends up facing reality when a rematch fight with McSwat is signed. This film was based on the popular comic strip by Ham Fisher. Oh, yeah, right. Joe Palooka. You've heard of it? Oh, I've, I'm uh-huh. sure you've heard of it. Palooka. Ham Fisher. All right. Uh, he's got a beautiful quaff of blonde hair, like a blonde pompadour. I didn't know the extent of that. I love the description of you just read me the movie. Fucking McSwat. Oh, yeah. Do you think William Cagney, who plays Al McSwat, is Jimmy Cagney's? It has to be, right? Holy shit, man. You might be right. But they have the to is William. William we, <laughs> That's like motherfucking. <laughs> Jimmy Cagney's brother. Doesn't Charlie? Doesn't Martin Sheen have a brother that's named like Joe Sheen? Or Martin Sheen's brother is like Martin Estevez, and he looks no, just he like Martin Sheen. That's his actual name. Is Estevez? So Emilio took Estevez, and then Charlie took Sheen because is Sheen a like, stage name? People don't like Mexican people. You got to see his brother Estevez because he's like. He's kind of like a beat up. what? He's like a Chris Saint Saber Estevez, <laughs> basically. He's it's odd. I've got Saint, a feeling Saint Savavez. He's he, he's yes, he's Martin Saint Savavez. <laughs> so we bleeped the name out. So anybody that knows us now finally knows what who we've been talking about. But I bet William Cagney didn't have a career because a either drugs drinks. Or he's a he's got a he's got a, a dunce face. Um, he's a butterface, butterface Cagney. Men can be butterfaces. They're like those guys are really progressive. They like ugly men. My, <laughs> my brother can really act, but I got a, I got this butterface. I put him in as McSwat. He gets punched I'm anyway. Calling it. You're getting in WWE, Butterface, Ooh, instead of Goldust. I can do Butterface. Butterface Cagney, though. Oh, fuck, that's a good name. <laughs> that's a good fucking wrestling that's name. That's a fantastic name. Oh, man. There's our pen name. That's our first novel. All right. Practice the novel by Butterface Cagney. You can't end better than Butterface Cagney, so maybe we love you and there's nothing you can do about it. But I did tease the nut farm. Jerk practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. The Nut Farm, which is 1935, starring Wallace Ford. It's a shorty, 65 minutes, unrated, black and white. All right. You know what? It'll be called The Nut Farm, and it'll be the blandest description ever. Let's wait. All right. A married couple plan to move to California to be closer to the wife's mother and brother and intend to buy a nut (laughs) farm. Casey, the fuck out of here. The fuck out of here. And then we bought a nut farm. They did. They bought it. Is that a thing? I've never heard of a California (laughs) nut farm. All right. (laughs) 
I don't. I've never heard of the California peanuts. Okay. <laughs> But they would be amazing. California that would be a jerk bomb. practice right. commercial. The California you. peanut industry didn't <laughs> didn't weren't as creative as the California raisin industry. Yeah. So it's just a bunch <laughs> of you read my. It's mind. just a bunch of poorly googly eyed peanuts do, like, po- do, with do, uh, do. Oh, wait, we pipe cleaner that. arms. Sorry. They're like these guys are doing claymation. You guys are just throwing nuts on the floor and doing a voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so they bought a nut farm. His mother and brother. Wow. Gotta be mother and brother. I can't wait. I wonder who that <laughs> brother is played by. Butterface Cagney. Unfortunately, the wife <laughs> ends up Kags. becoming the victim of a group of con artists using a movie-making oh. scheme to get her money. Oh. The woman's brother, an aspiring actor, learns of the scheme and sets out to save his sister's money and their plans for the farm. Sister's the California nut on. farm. Hans Carl Freiwald. Holy shit. Wow. That's great. Did I email that to you from 2006? <laughs> I will put... <laughs> Sister's money. I will put links, because I got a feeling these movies are so public domain that you can all watch them probably on um, YouTube. But I'm fucking popping these DVDs, baby. Wow. They're only 60 minutes. Yeah. Well... That one about the man, <laughs> what about the elevator? One about the right? cowboy that marries a lawyer. <laughs> it's a, that's, that's eighty minutes. That might be tough. Old I got ginger. it. A cowboy who doesn't know he's a, a cowboy who's lost his cowboy ways marries a lawyer. Marries me, and then why I do they get married? Up cowboyness because he's got to learn how to be a cowboy again. Duh. Okay. Duh. Uh, shoot it. Because I'm a lawyer. I'm giving you $5,000 and we're using Chaplin's set on the weekend. He's going to be in <laughs> England. He got deported. Uh, his daughter His daughter has to be in it. That's just how it works. Didn't Charlie Chaplin get deported because he oh, was, a com- like, was accused of being a communist or something? Right? Why did he, he get deported? You know, he was... Or he left because he got villainized, right? And he refused to come back until like the last year of his life to accept like a honorary Oscar or something. Yeah, because he was a little little hinky with the the lady folk. I think was uh, his. He oh. was a little Woody Allen ish. Yeah, there's a podcast I listen to. So called, the Cowboys yeah. chased him out of California, and he was like, "Well, I'm going to England." And apparently, I made fun of Hitler. Remember, guys? You imagine being Chaplin in England, like in fifties England or forties England, where they're hard drinking at the pub, and they're like. Do something funny for me, Charlie. Come on, eat your shoe. Come eat, they make him eat his shoe. Come on, rich boy. Come on, you <laughs> want you want to take me English birds? It's like oh, I can't God. eat any more shoes. He, that guy just lived in a brown room. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. Oh man, that's the fucking movie. Him staring at the two white circles. I'm Chaplin. I'm Chaplin. I'm Chaplin. That's. The brown room is like the nut farm where you're like, what is this brown room metaphor? And they're like, they move into a brown room with their uncle and their uncle's son. Uncle's <laughs> son. Your cousin? No, no, no. no your uncle's son. Stepson. My, they move in with their yeah, uncle. Adop- their adopted your uncle, uncle adopted- and the, adop- the adopted uncle's stepson oh. yeah. who wants to be a lawyer. Or a cowboy. Yes. Or you wore spurs. The nut farmer with spurs. And he also operates an elevator. That it sounds like maybe an art house title, the room, the room that lusted brown or something. You know, it's like chocolate. <laughs> They're like this brown room makes women horny. 
We don't understand it, but it's cursed by a demon. <laughs> because because <laughs> all women are Peg Bundy. All women love chocolate. So, oh, uh, yeah. Horny room. It's called the Bon And I'm bon. a demon. That's what it should be. Bon Bon. It's a Hondo Rican <laughs> picture. Butterface Cagney. Bon Bon starring Butterface Cagney shot in the exotic location of Hondo Rico. Full of Amazonian lawyers. Well, that's a jerk practice. Okay. We could have fucking worked in that industry. Yeah, we are the that's only guys that'd be like, time machine, send me back to the depression. It's free soup. It's and I got ideas for days. We left our families in the fucking dust. Oh, man. Hans and Case went to the city. Their, their families are wallowing away in South Dakota somewhere. What do they do Over for work? Over a pile of dirt. They, they eat soup. Oh, they you mean they subsist. And... Eh, they call it work. They got to fight in those I lines. Mean, I made a biscuit. We can. I can make bread. <laughs> they made that one guy eat his shoe. Eh, we were bored. <laughs> Chaplin. <laughs> Stupid actors. Like Chaplin. <laughs> they hate actors. That's because we had to work with them. Only actor I work with is Butterface Cagney. Because that guy needs a job. He's like Burt Ward. <laughs> As he looks over, he's got the biggest teeth and red, the reddest face. Did you say Butterface Cagney? Cagney, eat these drugs. We're going to shoot this movie. <laughs> Do it. Eat these drugs. What's this movie about? <laughs> uh, eating drugs, I guess. We're being paid by the California nut people, all right? It's about the promotion of Filberts, all right? <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> well, I lost Run away, it. you communist. <laughs> yeah, it's called Blacklist. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. we love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. You said that earlier. Yeah, you call Hansi Hondo. We'll see. Hondo Rico. Yeah, we'll go. A couple Hondo Hondo Rico. For all I know, that's a real place, and I've yet again offended people. Have a question to answer your question as you, Hulk Hogan, travel to. WrestleMania by conventional means the normals you travel with experience malfunctions as you realize all that is left is total self-destruction do you, Hulk Hogan, show self-pity? Do you, Hulk Hogan, try to reason why? Do you, Hulk Hogan, try and comfort the normals that have even more fear than you? Or do you, Hulk Hogan, kick the doors out? Kick the cockpit door down. Take the two pilots that have already made the sacrifice so that 
that you can face this challenge. Dispose of them, Hokokan. Assume the controls, Hokokan. Shove that control into a nosedive, Hokokan. Push yourself to total self-destruction. As you realize, Hulk Hogan, you are about to enter a world close to parts unknown. Oh, smell it, warriors. Do you, Hulk Hogan, look for a place to hide? Or do you, Hulk Hogan, face that challenge that may be more powerful than even you are, Hulk Hogan? You, Hulk Hogan, must self-destruct so that you will know, Hulk Hogan, who is the chosen one? Falk Hogan! I am not the chosen one that you speak of.